You are listening to the Therefore I Geek podcast, episode number 47. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore a Geek. I'm Andrew. And I'm Tracy. And I'm Kurt. And I'm Becky. And we are talking Star Wars The Force Awakens because, I mean... That's what everyone's yes, talking obviously. about. <laughs> what else is there to talk we about? We have to. It's, it's, it's actually legally required of us. Are there any other things going on in the world? I, not no. to my knowledge. I mean, we've had a, we had a Star Wars-themed party. That was about it. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Uh, so as a heads up, this will be a spoiler heavy podcast. Yeah. Uh, so we'll give you guys a few seconds here. If you have not seen the movie and you care about spoilers, which I assume is going to be most people who have not seen the movie, then go ahead and take a few minutes and we'll play a little music for you. So, so, so my, my reasoning for this particular choice of, of music is a uh, little, little trivia fact that uh, John Williams originally wrote the Star Wars theme knowing that it would be, it would follow the, the Star Wars, the, the Fox fanfare. So he wrote it in the same key. So it would sound, oh, sound good. That wow. was really smart of him. He yeah. succeeded. He's a very smart yep. man. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and obviously to start the movie, since it's no longer distributed by Fox, there was no fanfare. So it was a little, that was a little odd to start the film, but other than that. So, start, what did you guys think? <laughs> Becky. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, what else do you say? Like, you've been anticipating a movie for 30. I haven't even been alive for 30 years, but I've been anticipating this movie for 30 years. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of my friends said uh, that Abrams successfully avoided. Uh, being called for the rest of his life Jar Jar Abrams because he did such a good job. He didn't. He didn't make it a phantom. Wow, menace, that would have been a good. great nickname, though. No, yeah. it would not have actually. <laughs> well, if he screwed up, he it, it, it would have been. Well, we would have thought it was great. He right. Might have been. <laughs> I I think even he would have had to admit that admit to that one in, <laughs> in that particular case. But this movie did not blow. It yes. no. It was it was it a was... good and. Speaking as someone who is a, a Star Wars fan, but not a rabid Star Wars fan. I mean, and there not are a, people that are. Hard. Right, exactly. It was also a great movie. Yeah. It was a good, good, good movie. And I had all, I mean, even without quite as much of an emotional attachment to these characters, I felt everything. It was just well acted. It was well directed. The music was on point thank you john williams you're amazing um the scenery there i think there was only one moment in the whole film where i thought oh that's cgi one moment yeah compared to the phantom menace right (laughs) well obviously some of that has to do with the fact that that cgi technology has advanced significantly in the last yeah 15 years since then yeah but i i really enjoyed the movie too i think this is I, i i did my best to walk into the movie with with no expectations and I came out feeling really good about it. Like this is this is a solid Star Wars movie. There are there are things that are not the best about it. Like it's, this is not like, oh my god, this is the mo- world's most perfect movie. There are, you know, certain things we get we can debate. We'll discuss those things as we go here. But it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I think you have to be at least a casual Star Wars fan to truly appreciate. To it. truly appreciate, like, but I mean, at the same time, I, I think this is one of those movies. You can like it no matter what. Mm-hmm. You can like it whether or not you love it, like we do. That's a different story. I mean, and and there's so much in there for Star Wars fans, like yeah. real, real hardcore. There, there's just little homages everywhere, but they're they're done in such a way. And 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 I gotta give J.J. Abrams credit for this in in the first Star Trek. The, there are those little touches everywhere in that movie too, but they're not obtrusive if you're not 
a, a huge Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. About two-thirds of the way in, I thought, this should feel like pandering, but it doesn't. Right. Which right. was great. It was really great. I mean, I will say it was a little heavy-handed with the, oh, you don't want to drive that spaceship. It's garbage. And then, you know, obviously <laughs> it was going to be... Th- That's spot no, on I point was, for oh, Star okay. Wars. Okay. It's spot on point. I was sitting there uh, thinking, this is going to be the Millennium Falcon. And it was the Millennium Falcon. It was Falcon. the big reveal. What do you want? <laughs> what the heck do you want? There was all kinds of those little things all throughout the yeah. movie. It was great. It, uh, it might have been called A Renewed Hope. Oh, because it very it very much I saw very uh, a lot of parallels between oh, it yeah. and no, the New Hope, and and I would actually say that that's probably the probably the the biggest place people can complain about the film is it's very it very much calling it a rehash is a little rough well, is a little, no, a little I wouldn't call it a rehash. It, the problem there is it's a great story. A New Hope was a great story. Yeah, right. Well, so. Th- and, and and I'm sure I'm going to catch a whole bunch of shit for this comparison here, but <laughs> no, I, there are, you know you get filmmakers, and obviously they're not within the same the the same franchise, but you get filmmakers who remake movies, like you get mm-hmm. uh, Leone who made remade Kurosawa films, you know Magnificent Seven is a remake of Samurai um, Seven Samurai, that's not Leone, but um, are you thinking of Forty uh, Seven Ronin? No, 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 no. Fistful of Dollars is a remake of Yojimbo. Mm, yes, 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 yes. It's the same story, but th- they do different things with it, and that makes it good. That's uh, and I'm not again. I'm not trying to compare J.J. Abrams to Leone or Kurosawa because he's nowhere near that level. You know, let's be clear. Those those men are absolutely geniuses, and J.J. Abrams is good, but he's not. He's not there. Mm-hmm. But he took that that same kind of story. And did different things with it. Yeah. Well, um, we even started on a, uh, in the desert, right? And then we right. moved. Jakku looks just like Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness! Oh my. A, in fact, uh, I assumed. I thought, yeah. I was like, wait, no, no, no this doesn't make s- no continuity. <laughs> oh, oh, this is a different place. Okay. Yeah, right, oh, right. Okay. With a child who was left by its parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Except mm-hmm. not with an aunt and uncle. Uh, right. Just All by forced herself, to make apparently. her way, and she was doing it. And I thought that was. The seeing the ATATs and the Star Destroyers just lying about and yeah. various yeah. degrees of decay was just like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. It's a little bit of goodness right there. Uh, a very nice callback to the Age of the Empire. Uh, I really enjoyed all of the background scenery. Mm-hmm. I, I think they did yeah. a good Can job. Anyone yeah. clarify for me why a girl that tiny was carrying around a giant metal stick <laughs> that was as big around as her forearm? That thing stick? has to be heavy. That was her and, defense. Well, okay, if it were wooden, but then when I heard it ding on the rocks at the end, and I'm like, no, 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 that's made out of metal. Who carries that around? Her biceps must be well, massive. And also, if she's living off of a quarter ration a day, like... <laughs> yeah, where is she getting the energy to... <sighs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Also, can I just say that that was kind of a cool bread thing? Yeah. I would yeah. like to try that. That was a neat... That was really neat cool. Neat little effect. Just rub your finger yeah. in it and send Muffin. bread. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, everybody sees these movies and they want to, you know, make a real-life blaster, make a real-life lightsaber. Somebody invent that. Yeah. Like The Insta-Muffin. That's yeah. awesome. I, I think it's called an Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> well i was gonna say typically in these a lot of times you see those nasty looking ration bars that look yeah. like they're made out of cockroach protein and this just actually looked like something you might want to eat yeah even yeah. if it only was a little bit yeah like a quarter yeah of one so as, as star wars often is i think this one especially was very character driven mm-hmm. and I think they did a, they did a fantastic job. Han Solo is is, is absolutely definitely the tentpole. Yeah. Har- Harrison Ford yeah. is the foundation on which they're building this 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 film series. In terms of in terms of characterization, yeah. Um, and I, I mean, obviously, Harrison Ford being being the amazing superstar that he is, you know, is thoroughly capable of that. But the characters they build on top of that are all very good characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was extremely impressed with the amount of character development you, we got out of Finn in such yeah. a short period where he goes from that the state of just not knowing basically the the battlefield confusion to trying to figure out what he's doing. And then he he 
doesn't really have a plan. He just does something. And then he's got to figure out from there, like, what's going on? Like, what what am I going to do now? That was actually my biggest complaint with him. He's this stormtrooper, right? Right. He's fresh out of boot camp or what have you. That was his first battle. But the entire movie, he spent wondering what the heck was going on instead of owning the situation and acting like I figure a soldier would, right? So I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, although, ca- although I kind of have to wonder, because I mean, like, we think of soldiers... Especially in, in an American sense, they volunteer. They choose that life. So there's there, there's kind of a mental state that goes along with, with that. Whereas he's indoctrinated from birth. They they talk about. So he's yeah. pretty low level. Well, yeah, yeah, that he was sanitation. <laughs> sanitation. <laughs> um, but I like, I think yes, he was he was a very important character, but. I think that he's going to become even more important, which obviously I like everybody goes through character development and becomes more important. But when they were talking about like, I felt an awakening and you felt it too. You think it's him. I think it's him because Ray hadn't discovered that she was force sensitive or anything when they, because they made that statement very early. And I'm like, he's the one who kind of like snapped out of his brainwashing and when no and, one else could yeah hmm. like yeah. i yeah. and it was whenever theory. you saw somebody else I mean, die so that that could right, be a thing right um but okay can i just say for a second that i was getting flashbacks to the the um, beginning of the two towers with the red handprint and i was all excited to see stormtroopers with red handprints on their faces <laughs> i was like this is going to be an elite group of storm lord of the rings um, reference people lord of the that, rings no, that, that's also come up in i want to say um the Republic Commando, yeah, one in the game Republic Commando. One of the the clone troopers in that game has a, has a blood blood handprint on his Ooh. on his helmet. Do you think they pulled it from that, or just it happened to be coincidence? No, I think it's coincidence. I don't think that's specifically, but like I mean, that that's because that's kind of a would kind of be a thing, you know. Yeah. Well, like, I'm surprised they didn't make and... him wipe it off. I mean, to me, the whole point of being a stormtrooper is to not have an identity. Well, I th- I think that I think it, it had to be left on just so we could identify that he was. That one. That one. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that had to be a visual for the for the movie. I get I get what you're saying, and I agree, but I think just I don't know. So, so the, the audience, first one, so all the, the stormtroopers, even the ones where Luke was in, you know, all the the armor, you could tell who was you know a stiff soldier and who was you know a personality to be followed. Right, but at that point in the movie, we hadn't yet identified that Finn was someone to follow. We had we hadn't even seen his face yet. Yeah. Right. Mm. So I think I think that was just a way of. Of of drawing the audience's attention to that that individual and following him. Yeah. Can speaking of stormtroopers, I I realize that the Empire and now the what do they call them? First, first order, the first order, order things are sort of <laughs> Nazi-ish references. Mm-hmm. But the Nazi references were so oh my goodness, the, standing up on the top of the platform well, yeah, with the, this, yeah, this, the, the hand the, and the fist in the air and the this this was a lot heavier background. than than the other one. Yeah, actually. If I remember correctly, like yes, there were bits taken from like Nazism and whatnot, like in terms of like feel for for the stormtroopers and for the Empire. That was more like that was more Lucas Lucas's statement, if I remember correctly, about like America at the time, like Nixonian America. Oh, the exception American exceptionalism and all that stuff. Well, that and just you know the kind of the corporate bureaucracy, the. Mm-hmm. Well, and of, to me, it makes kind of more thing. sense with the the it, brainwashing of the stormtroopers. Well, it also it also feels like a lot more like George Lucas in the late seventies, you know. Yeah, also true. Kind, um, of, kind of the hippie from California. Yeah, that that just that that seems to fit a, mm-hmm. a little bit better. Can we talk really quickly about the two that I personally believe are cousins, Ray uh. and Kylo? So I think that would be. I I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it would be a really interesting. An interesting way to do, go about it because then you have the two who are v- both vying for basically what is effectively the the air being to be the heir of Vader. Yeah, um, his good I, side and his bad side. Well, not just not just that, but in, as, as opposed to siblings, they both they both share an a an, a lineage. In that case, they would both share a lineage, but it's not an identical lineage. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who does Ray belong to? Whose in, child is, who do is you she? Think she is? Or is she just I mean, a random person? Do you person? think she's Luke's it's, kid? Because I, I had that made thought a, too. Well, 
that's what I was saying. Kylo Ren is Leia's, so therefore she must be Luke's because they'd be cousins. Well, unless and she's, if, I mean, another, if they know, were plot cousins. twist where there's another one. I but mean. they made a big deal about her being abandoned, like a huge right. deal. And which my draws parallels to Luke's. Yeah, early my childhood. my argument against her being Luke's uh, child is that in the flashback that we saw, she was old enough that she would have had memories of her parents. Now, somebody did say, okay, well, what if he did like some Jedi mind trick on her to make her forget? Maybe, but I I don't think I have no guess of who her parents are, but I don't think it's going to be Luke because I think I think that's too obvious. And, you know, they but like then to... who? Because I, mean, I don't they're, know. Well, they're making a it, big it could deal. be anybody. <clears throat> I mean, if the force is awakening, the force will awaken in whomever it wants to. Right. I so, get that. But they're, they're it's making... going to be somebody important. That's what like, I'm saying. Well, it has yeah, to be because they're making important. such well, a big deal about who her parent, you know, her parents. There was, there, hang on. The, the, there was also a four issue miniseries in the, the Marvel just put out just before the movie that was talking about like the carrot, like. It was leading. It was, they called it like a lead up to. It wasn't really. It was like basically following the immediate follow up to, to the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, and I want to say, and I and I want to say there was a connection to to Ray, in that, and her like her parents, one one of the characters in that in that goes and, she and Luke, like save basically the, they they call them these Force trees, from, one of the Emperor's storehouses. And Luke takes one and she takes the other and she meets back up with her husband. And I feel like that's Ray's parents. Oh, well, we don't like know those was, people. Right. But like that, that she was raised around this force tree and that's, that's, oh, where, that's her where her ability comes it. from. Okay. All right. This is why I love having these podcasts with Andrew because he just brings out this <laughs> random knowledge from this tiny little, there was this four issue miniseries well, like no, 17 well, years ago. No, 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 no. It was like two months ago. Oh. It was like it was a, it was a lead up to the movie. That's why. That's why I remember it. I remember because I'm like, oh sweet, because I just read it. Yeah, because like, oh sweet, a lead up to the movie. And then I read it and I was like, how the fuck does this connect to the goddamn movie? I'm like, I haven't. Well, movie. now you know. Well, I haven't seen at the time. I hadn't seen the movie. Now I'm having seen the movie. I'm still going. I'm still not quite sure. Like, I'll have to go back and reread it. But I'm like, it's. I'm still not quite making connections on this. But okay, like if Marvel, if Marvel's telling me yes, they're connected, I'll, I'll, I'll believe you. But, force but you trees? better fucking prove what, it right. What's the deal with the force trees? I don't know. Okay. They, are they just like trees of force light? They are. They 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 do appear to emit emit light. I mean, one I, is, I think one's it's, like the sun, one's like the moon. No, I, I mean, I think it's more like just they've got like a a strong connection to the force, but not one way or the other. Just the force. Right, yeah. Says it says. Um. So so we, we we so we we I know we were just mentioning your uh, your theory there. Um, I think we do need to mention who who our big bad is on this one, and really, really, there's there's a couple, um, but the one who who's probably posed to be the biggest bad in this one is, is Kylo Ren. Wait, you think he's he's bigger and badder than Hologram Man? So, so I think Hologram Man, which is I'm um, looking at this one, Snoke or Snoke, Snoke, Supreme Leader Snoke, yeah. is really more like a more of like an empire an, an emperor figure. Like in the original three, right? Yeah, where he's pulling the strings from behind, but he's not the one we're see- we're we're interacting with regularly. So Kylo Ren, and we mentioned cousins. Uh, Kylo Ren is also Ben Solo, who is a uh, Han and and Leia's son, and, and and the fact that he's named Ben, right in the feels. Yeah, <laughs> right in the feels. Right. In yeah. The feels. Well, I I thought it was appropriate. I really did. Yeah. Also, the the actor playing him, I think, did a great great job. I hated that guy, which I know was you the hated point. the character. You didn't hate the actor. No, that's what I mean. Which was yeah. the point. So I'm really yeah. Glad. But oh, it, I see how they were drawing. Para- okay, so I'm always interested to see how casting goes between like parents and and children or siblings or whatever. And I can see where they when he was facing down his father. Mm-hmm. I could see the high cheekbones, the lantern style jaw, and everything. But this kid was not real attractive. Yeah. Adam Driver well, is the guy's name, by the yeah. way. I, I was just looking at you. Know, like, I think I think that, it was the hair. Uh, yeah. Well, and I loved that Leia said, you know, there's too much of Vader in him. 
And then when he took off that mask, I was like, yeah, he's a whiny young adult who is just- insecure and just wants to prove himself. Oh my and goodness. Um, what a whiner. Yeah. Well, and, 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 <laughs> and the thing about Kylo Ren as compared to Vader, because like later on when we see the lightsaber fight, he's not, and at times he's not in control. Like Vader, by the time right. we see him in A New Hope, he's in, he's in his into his forties at that point, basically. Right. He is. He's scary because he's, he's, he. Well, he he doesn't like who he is. He doesn't like having having fallen because we know Vader has, and I mean the fact that he tells Luke, "Together we can just you know rule, destroy the Emperor, rule the galaxy." That option's there to Vader. You know he doesn't like where he is, but he's in control. Mm-hmm. He's fully trained. He is yeah. a Jedi Knight. And because of all those things, he's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. This kid is terrifying because he's not in control. Right. And he's unpredictable. The yeah. I think it was beautiful. I mean, as soon as we see him, the slashing up the entire control right. room just because he's a little pissed off. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, when he... Well, my, when, my when, big... Rey, when Rey escapes... And, yeah. and he starts he starts going nuts in the uh, the interrogation chamber. And they just sort of yeah. Two storm the two stormtroopers who walk up and they're like, nope, nope, fuck that noise. Yeah. <laughs> right. So right. right around. Uh, I will away. say, prior to him taking off his mask, uh, I thought that he was Ray's father because Sol- Han and Leia are old enough to have grandkids. Yep. And um, until I realized how young he was. I was convinced that he was going to be Ray's father. They, okay, so forgive me. It's been a while since I watched the original trilogy, but I wasn't convinced that they were going to continue to have a relationship. So I was kind of surprised that they would have such a- It takes one time. (laughs) Abstinence is the only way. (laughs) Okay. But my point is there's- Kissing sometimes. Wow. <laughs> Is that... Okay. <laughs> Moving forward. If I come up with something else, I'll throw it in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I've completely lost my train of thought. So, so my, I liked so, the guy because he was so conflicted. No, 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 you no. You could no. obviously I was going to say he's young. Right. Because yeah, he's yeah, so yeah. young. That means they've had a long relationship because they only gave birth to a kid, what, like 19 years ago? 20 years ago? 24 years ago? That's... That means they had a relationship for a while. Yeah. Although it is an alternate yeah. universe and, you know, who knows what life spans. That's true. Or time. Uh, or yeah. All that stuff. And they lived a tough life. Yeah. So they may have prematurely aged. But, I mean, right. and then apparently they raised him at least together for a while. Right. Yeah. So, until, until he went off to train with Luke. So let's say he did that at 15 or 16 to go early. Like a very conservative estimate. That's a long relationship. We're talking yeah. a twenty-five year relationship at the at the shortest. Well, if they did it right, he would have been much younger than that. Huh? Luke was the one that started so late in his yeah. Jedi training. You're supposed to start really early, which I think. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're right. saying. Okay. Yeah. In, in the the grand scheme okay. of the right. like Star they, Wars universe, when you, he you're supposed to start like as seven. a kid. When, yeah, yeah. Like a I mean, when Anakin was 10, they were like, yeah, he's a little too old. Yeah, he's too to... old. And then yeah. whenever Luke was first, you know, in the, in the what, the first or second yeah. movie, he was like, well, he's way too old. He, he's never going to do anything. So Yoda was like, I don't need that guy. Until, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, until he, uh, Obi-Wan convinced him to, no, do it. I think this is the guy. Oh, okay. All right, well, then my estimate was slightly off, but that's still a long relationship compared yeah. to the I love you, I know situation right. that we had to yeah. end with. Um, it's one of those, like, I'm I'm curious, what what do you guys think about uh, about the fact that Luke is missing for effectively the entire movie? I thought it was great, honestly. There are some who have, you know, cried about it, Uh because apparently everybody was waiting for Luke to show up. I was waiting for Luke to show up. But then I knew yeah. this isn't going to be the only movie that closes out the whole storyline. Yeah. You know, but I think ending it on Luke may have just gone past where the movie should have ended. I, I, However, it was a perfect segue right into the next one. It also, it was it was a beautiful shot there. Yeah. It was. It, it was. was gorgeous. I'm going there, um, wherever yeah. that is. I don't care. And I, I was, like, as... Um, People were coming out, actually, of the showing that the two of you went to. Um, some guy came up, and I don't know if he thought our microphones were on, um, but he walks up and he goes, 
it was Luke, I guess, like trying to to be a spoiler. And I'm like, what does that mean? Because we hadn't seen the movie yet. Uh And I had known all the theories that, you know, Luke was Kylo Ren. And but they shot that out pretty quickly because, I mean, in the first 10 minutes, they say he's Han and Leia. So so I was like, right. But then I was like, okay, is Luke Snoke? And I'm like waiting this whole movie (laughs) to figure out like the big reveal of who Luke has become. And then he's he's a hermit on uh, a planet. (laughs) For the movie, I think it worked beautifully as a plot device. Beautifully, beautifully. However, I would like to know what was so bad that Kylo Ren did at the very end of his training or whenever he went... Because it had to be so, pretty well, nuts, not so, just so. So eh, I'm going to the dark side. No, I mean so. Like, so what I gather from shit. the from the flashbacks is that yeah, he he fell to the dark side, and then he's the one who slaughtered all of Luke's other students. Luke's other students got slaughtered. I missed that. Yeah, that was in that was in the flashback. Yeah, I, I missed you, that. You was going too. so quickly, I couldn't. You understand see Kylo it. cutting down other people, like in the flashback, you see him cutting people. Is that okay. what that was? Yeah. I thought that, it was just random. People. No, I think I think that's supposed to be Luke's other students because oh, yeah. they, they they say that Luke was training these other students and that he and basically he failed them. Yeah, and, and that's I think that's the implication. So Kylo is, that, is exactly Darth so, Vader, right? Well, so not only well, and not, it's right, his nephew, right? Not only did <sighs> not only. Are all of his other students dead? But his own family is the one that killed him. Because right. just like his imitate. father killed yeah, all his the... own nephew, right? Beca- well, and right. Be- and, and, and beca- because Luke didn't train him properly. At least I think that's the way Luke yeah. Luke right. is taking it. Yeah. Um, I I agree with you, Kurt. That I think the movie should have ended with her setting out to find him. Yeah. Um, that's when the the natural conclusion yeah. felt. Yes. But that moment of her holding out the lightsaber, spoilers all, because um, I honestly thought that she was going to be the new, because it called to her. So I thought, right. okay, she's, she's taking it up. I want to know where, I want to know where. Maz. Where, where is it Maz or what's her name? Yeah. Maz Ma- yeah. got the. Where she got Anakin's lightsaber. Because that's what that is. Yeah. That's yeah. not, that's not just a lightsaber. That is, that's the one Luke lost on Cloud City. Yeah. 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 I oh, want to know where She's an that... interesting character. Yeah, yeah, she was cool. She was cool. She was awesome. When, when they first walked into the watering hole, I was like, first of all, sweet. Yeah. And then second of all, is she evil? Is she good? Right. I don't know. This is interesting. And then she was so cool. She was just, she was exactly who she should have been. It was, and this is how I feel about so many of these characters. Like so many of these characters, they just are who they should be. And it was just so, it did my heart good. Well, and I, I also like that Han and Leia have friends and connections who we didn't see in the prior movies. Like, it's not just, yeah. oh, yeah, these are all the people that I know because they all, like, no, they've been living for 30 more years mm-hmm. and they lived 30 yeah. years prior yeah. to. And, and Han went back to smuggling, right? right. Which was, I thought, a, a really nice touch. I mean, he could yeah. have just been sitting around doing nothing. Poe Dameron. Oh, Sweet. loved him. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was he was pretty uh pretty impressive there. Yeah, very nice character. Him. Uh, I, I kind of like. Super glad that he showed up again. Yeah, repeatedly, <laughs> but not too much. It wasn't like there was no Chekhov's gun here. They weren't beating you know pistol whipping you. If I can continue to use that metaphor with this character, it was just hey, he's also cool, and you know he does good flying things, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's the chosen one. You know, right. it's just it well, cool. he he kind of feels like. Like wedge, like wedge Antilles from the expanded universe. I was thinking that same thing. Yep. Oh well. Speaking of uh, flying in the chosen one, I mean something to support your theory that Ray is Luke's uh, child is she can. Just, she's an amazing pilot. She's an amazing pilot, just naturally, just like Anakin, just like Luke. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's. I think it's a valid theory. I just. It's awesome. Yeah. Although. <laughs> Going, going a little, you know, toward to the end here with the with the lightsaber fight. When when she cause at first she when she fights she is not good, like Kylo Ren throws her around pretty good. And then I think she has a moment like Luke does in when he's in the in the Death Star trench, mm-hmm. where he where she just lets the Force take over. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's like, oh, she's got to have some training. It's like not necessarily. Like Luke. Cl- turned off the targeting computer and closed his eyes and fired the torpedoes. Right. Well, and she and also the, has quarter force... staff training. Right. Well, right. Which isn't let, the let... same, but it's got the similar muscle right. memory mm-hmm. and that kind of well, thing. Well, yeah. So, but he let, let the torpedoes fly. She just 
let go and let the force go because she still wasn't particularly like she she was better than than she should have been mm-hmm. she was still not particularly good yeah. with the lightsaber interestingly enough neither was kylo it was right. almost like and this kind of goes back to the whiny entitled little brat that he is well, I, I think where he's just like well i don't even have to train i could just move, I, I, don't, move. I don't even know that it's the control yeah again, yeah. again you, you look at you look at like anakin and obi-wan and vader Yes, I realize Vader, Anakin, but like mm-hmm. in the different in the different films, and even Luke at the you know at the end, they're in control. And when they lose control, those couple of times, like Anakin loses control fighting Count Dooku the first time, Luke moment kind of loses control on Cloud City. They 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 get sloppy, mm-hmm. and I think this is the same thing. And where where they just get they lose control, and they get sloppy. He's losing control out of rage. And so he's just, I mean, he's just... And being shot by a bowcaster. Right, that doesn't help. <laughs> but, like, yeah, but he's taking these huge, aggressive, angry swings. Yeah. I mean, even if you look at his lightsaber, it's not a smooth line. Like, it's it's yeah. jagged. Like he's very out of focus. Yeah. It, Almost like over, overpowered. Like, over, yeah. it's, it, it, he's overloading is, yeah. is what it feels like. Yeah. Although I will say, after at the end of that lightsaber battle, when Ray is like standing over him, like I could totally kill you right now. I mean, I thought I was like, is she gonna turn to the dark side? Because the look on her face was all rage and dark sidey. I mean, that also kind of, that goes back, I think, to some of the um, some of the shots in Return of the Jedi when Luke and Vader are fighting. And you've got Luke's face split by the shadow, so half is in the dark blue yeah. shadow, half mm-hmm. is in light. It it had that same kind of feel. That whole fight really had that, that kind of feel. Yeah, she's yeah. making her decision at the same time. Yeah, well, and I was just, or at I, least I was, one just, of them. I was gonna say it, it's so great to see like sort of the use of light in this, and they they did it a lot in in, in the prequels too. Um, and I, I mean, this is just how movies have changed. I think since the seventies, where they didn't really use that as much. You know, they lit the scene well, but they didn't. Light was not necessarily used to convey the emotion like it is now mm-hmm. and i think that was especially on on uh on uh star killer base that was really good mm-hmm. can we talk about the big spoiler yes yeah so hey so if you stuck around this long and you don't want the big spoiler spoiled go away but if you stuck around this long why the fuck not <laughs> right 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 um so obviously han solo dies oh yeah Okay. And, and when I when I said right in the feels with with Ben, I mean this was this. Oh God, this hurt. It was yeah. His face. Yeah. yeah. Yep. When did okay. it hit you? Did did you predict it? Because I predicted. Yeah, it. I predicted. He didn't well, just predict it. He predicted it out loud. And uh, I had been so careful to avoid all spoilers. And and granted, he didn't know either. But yeah, he I was didn't like, know. I just you, like, know, you know what. Well, so, uh, I bet Han dies well, uh, two minutes before he did, and I was like, "But uh, again, that, that that goes back to and and Kurt back me up. But that goes back to originally Harrison Ford thought Han Solo should have died in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, because that ups to up the stakes for mm-hmm. the rest of the movie. And I had heard that before. But um, and it's fun actually. I, I didn't. It had I didn't not realize occurred to me as until soon as, that moment. As soon as they were setting up that scene. that scene, I knew it was going to happen, but. I was convinced because they're walking on this bridge with no rails. Because why would you build rails on anything? Like, no, the Death Star didn't have rails. Why would Starkiller Base have rails? There's there's no OSHA there. There's, you know, a giant chasm. It saves money. That's right. (laughs) When you're building a planet-sized weapon, you need to cut costs. Exactly. So let's just build a skinny bridge over a giant hole that's there for whatever reason. And not build rails. But anyways, as soon as they were walking... Giant <laughs> holes and giant bases are important. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> We've learned nothing from Star Wars. <laughs> There's always a way to blow it up. Um, but yeah, I thought... I knew that Kylo Ren was going to kill him, or at least attempt to kill him. I thought he was just going to push him off that way there's at least the potential that he survived somehow mm-hmm. and then the lightsaber i was like mm, there's You're no coming, coming back, back from well, that well, I, I was gonna say, I, was gonna say <laughs> I do think that 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 was an intentional to make it very express exp- yeah explicitly expressly that he is gone oh, yeah. yeah i got home and i pulled up my favorite forums and discovered that people are already speculating about all kinds of stuff so yes they yeah. had to make it very clear yeah. right um, the, but the other thing with that I actually thought I didn't think Kylo was going to kill him because what I thought was he was going to or like 
I thought or he was gonna, Kylo like, was going to face, face off the... face off with them. I thought when they started setting the charges, Han was going to have to like something was going to go wrong. Oh, he was going to have to stay behind and sacrifice himself and set off the charges. Oh, that would have been even worse. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Instead, he gets run I'm getting through. goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> and then he still showed his love. It's like, oh, kid, and put his hand on his cheek and was like, wait, I, I just come on back. Do you guys? Just come you on guys back. know when you were a kid, when your parents were really up. mad at you. You're choking yeah. up. Yeah, she is. She got, she got emotional. What do you want? When your parents get really mad at you, it's never as painful as when they're just plain disappointed in you. Yeah. Right. Yes. Exactly. That is true. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I think I think you guys will agree with me. In general, I'm sad Han is gone, but they did it right. They, they did, did yeah. it right. Yeah. They did. Yeah. He and carried cried. the first movie. He made the transition from... Yep. The old characters to the new, and he the did it. The theater was so perfect. excited when he walked in and said, "Chewie, we're home." Yeah. yeah. Oh, everybody yeah. was just yelling and clapping and yeah, cheering. We were a very nice, reactive uh, crowd yeah, in, in our show. Surprising was... for a seven o'clock show. I mean, because well. way more people were dressed up for th- which I understand they were coming straight from work, probably had to come straight to the theater to get in line and get good seats. But the the ten o'clock was the one I expected everybody to really be into. Um, yeah. well, how was you guys? You were at we, 11, right? Yeah, we saw it at 11. Um, it was... There, well, I, there I weren't think, a lot of costumes where, well, where well, we were. I, I, so, so we went to a place called Cine Bistro, and they've got a dress code after 6 yeah. p.m. They've oh, also yeah. It's also 18, uh, 21 and over after 8, I think. Mm-hmm. But So we, we I think... I hate to say like it, it sounds a little snobbish. I think a little more of a quote-unquote refined crowd, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. Where, whereas, you know... Like there were no obviously there were no kids there, none of that kind yeah. of stuff so yeah. there was um one <laughs> one girl who was dressed as uh, Leia on Hoth it was a oh, great costume yeah. I thought you were gonna um, talk, so as we, oh, as we were sitting yeah. out sitting out waiting I guess it's twenty one and over after 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 eight o'clock or whatever and there was a couple who walked up with their like infant in in a carrier yeah in a carrier and. <laughs> The guy checking IDs is like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. just, I mean, well, she's 21. They, they, they turned around, they were like, okay. And they walked out and later they came into the theater. I'm like, who did you hand the baby off to? Like, leave it outside. They, they, they found this somebody. This is too important. We did must they, watch them. Did they leave the kid in the car? Like, <laughs> oh, nap time. Yeah. Put it down with a whiskey bottle. <laughs> um, but yeah, it would like, I think everybody there was a fan because yeah. you don't go on opening night at 11 p.m. In a one a weeknight. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're not a fan. But I don't think it... They weren't as... Um, Responsive? Yeah. Well, loud. I mean, they were just... I think subdued is probably yeah. the word. I think yeah. everybody walked out of there pleased. Yes. Yeah, it's funny, like because obviously we watched them come out of the... The, sh- the seven o'clock showing at the center, and for one, everyone was very respectful. No spoilers. I know. I was really um, impressed because I don't know if you that guys saw. Nice. I don't know if you guys saw on the news. Some dude came out of an early showing at some theater somewhere. I'll, I'll see if I can find the the article for the for the show notes. And he started yelling spoilers, and a bunch of guys jumped him and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Are you sure like, that was and real? Deservedly so. Because yeah. yeah. there was a satire site that was also saying something like that. No, I'm pretty sure that was real. But. And I have heard rumors from around the country with people going up to a line and just yelling out things yeah. on purpose. Right. Don't be a Which douche. Is just... Right. That's my advice. Yeah. Guys. Wheaton's, really? Wheaton's, was it Wheaton's, Wheaton's law. law. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Um, but in general, I, I mean, pretty much everyone I saw walked out of there. I mean, they didn't say a whole lot because they were being very respectful, but they were just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, this is an audio podcast and I'm making facial expressions that's really helpful everyone really seemed to enjoy enjoyed the film yeah yeah they were, it was i was excited i was glad that it was everything that i had hoped for yeah and um secretly quietly without without giving in too much yeah yeah and there were some you know it's one of the, there were a lot of things for like the 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 casual star wars fan there were a lot of really great little things for the non-casual star wars fan yeah um right we're, we're gonna go back and watch it again obviously at least once probably four or five more times i have to see it um, in 2d as well yeah so i'm like I yeah know, we I know. have to see it in if you have imax this is sometimes 3d movies just don't work very well because they spend too much time on the 3d and not enough time on the plot yeah um this is work. This does such a great. There is one moment where this spaceship just. I thought it was going to hit me in the face. 
Did you you remember that with the corner of the big square spaceship? What yeah. is this? <laughs> oh, the, uh, the cargo hauler Han has? Thank you. Yes. The, that. the corner of the big square spaceship. Yes. Well, but it, it came, it popped, right? And, and I saw everyone in front of me duck from side to side because we all thought we were going to get hit. And, and that's impressive. I'm glad to hear that because as I was, we, we saw it in 3D, or 2D. No, 2D, sorry. And there wasn't a moment that I thought, oh, this was created as a 3D effect. Awesome. Um, whereas although, there have been although, other movies that I'm like, oh, that was obviously for the 3D. Yeah, although um, they've gotten better about that, and t- at least pr- I've, what I've seen that's typically in animated films, like like the one the one that I can think of that, that was really bad with is Monsters vs Aliens, which is a movie I love, but the guy's sitting there dinking around with the paddle ball and does like a bunch of them out into the audience like that's a yeah yeah the one that I thought was um, Wrath of the Titan or um. Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans, because I saw that in 2D the night it opened. Um, oh, it was just, it was it ruined the 2D because it was so clearly oh, heavy was, on the 3D. I can't it was remember. Terrible. There was a, there was a, speaking of the homages, there was a Clash of the Titans style moment in in this one where they're digging through some of the stuff and they find Luke's training remote mm, yeah. in the Falcon yeah. and they just yeah. throw it. Yeah, that reminded me of Clash of the Titans where he, he sees the owl. He's what's that? Leave it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was a great little thing. It was only for the people who knew, right? right. So, because um, otherwise it was literally and figuratively a yeah. throwaway moment. Yeah. Um, there was, there was a couple of line like homages. Um, my favorite was, um, when they're trying to find Ray in Starkiller base and you know, like Han and Finn and Chewie are there. It, it confused the hell out of Becky. Um, <laughs> I had no idea. You, you, you hear like you see, you start seeing a couple of squads of stormtroopers running off and you hear they may be splitting up now. They're on levels five and maybe on levels five and six. It's like, oh, that's a th- that's that's right from New Hope. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't do quotes as well as you do. Um, although I did appreciate, I've got a bad feeling about this. Well, and, I mean, that's the but, Star Wars staple, right? And then they and asked about the trash compactor. I've got, I've, yes, that was great. <laughs> I, yeah, I've got a bad feeling about the trash compactor. I've got a bad feeling about this. And the other, I'll have to, I have to listen now and go or go back and listen. Um, the it could be worse. That's another that's Star Wars. That's very War- generic. No, yeah. That, that's another, no, but like that's another Star Wars like trope. Oh, it, it could, could be, be worse. worse. It's worse. It's worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good movie, man. Yeah, overall yeah. very, very pleased with uh, what what Abrams did with it. And yeah. He didn't ruin it, made it good. Far, when yeah. I have to dig that hard for nitpicky things that I found wrong, yeah, you know, it's he, a good movie. Well, here's, like, I was, I, was, I was actually looking at... Um, I was looking at Fandango, so I was looking at Metacritic, and I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes. It's at ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow! And Metacritic, which takes like numerical averages of, of critical score of critic scores, fifty one reviews. It's at eighty one percent, and the lowest of those is a sixty. Hmm. That's three out of five stars. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 good stuff. That that at least at least to me, three out of five stars. That's that's you know, at worst, this is a you know, this movie's worth watching. Even if you even if you wait for the DVD, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it's don't down. go don't. see it. No, no, no. I I, <laughs> I agree, it. but but the fact that the fact that you know, like I mean, I've seen I've seen, you know, the Metacritic scores where you know you'll end up with like a sixty average, mm. and it's you know you've got a ninety five and you've got a four, like I've seen that kind of spread, mm-hmm. whereas this is grouped within about forty percent, and the low end you know, the low end is a sixty, yeah, and I mean and there and there there were big names that had you know high high scores um chicago sun times like new york times and the washington post like the the low the lowest one i think was the la times and the new york post was pretty low but i mean there's a lot of like big name newspaper reviews like legit uh salon was low but like variety e um entertainment weekly was super high like you you you, i mean even the critics are acknowledging this is this is this is this is worthwhile for the most part I mean, for me, if in in our typical Death Star trope, which is never more appropriate than it is on this <laughs> right. particular movie, oh, it's like um, the Death Star. Nope. <laughs> I would say I like four and a half. Don't. Yeah, four and a half is, is, is reasonable. It's, it opened a little slowly. It did. It, mm-hmm. And I was kind of going, oh yeah. no, oh no. And, and oh, the only and nitpick just... I have is all the heavy breathing from the opening. Like Ray was all the yeah. breathing heavy. Yeah. So was Finn. However, 
Kylo Ren stopped the blaster bolt in midair. So that, I'm like, okay, yeah. I hadn't seen that one before. Well, and it's it's funny you bring that up because like that's another one of those things. It tells me Kylo Ren is exceptionally powerful, right. and not in control. Exactly, yeah. he can do things like that that we've never seen before. But you know, but like or um, Ray is able to fight back, escape. Yeah, and then and like his, his, yeah. his it's like he his skipped raging. the basics is what happened. He just decided that he wanted power instead of yep. you know a good fundamental understanding. Like my yeah. brother learning to play the piano. He never learned how to read sheet music. <laughs> I never learned how to read sheet music. Mm, I played, skip the basics, I didn't you? Play the guitar, <laughs> uh-huh. and by play I mean just bang on the strings. <laughs> but I can't stop a blaster bolt in midair. I mean, if you can oh. play, if you can play three chords, you can be Green Day. So see. Ooh. So I, so I can be You didn't successful. expect the Green Day burn on a Star Wars podcast, did you? Nobody expects the Green Day burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, I think my biggest complaint is probably the fact that the plot is, is somewhat rehashed from New Hope. But like I said, they take it and they do different things. It's not, everything is not exactly the same. It's not 100% mm-hmm. predictable. Yeah. And it's nice because you could settle into something that's familiar and comfortable, but you're not so comfortable. It's like, okay, I've seen this before. This is boring. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, hey, oh, oh, there's something different. Okay. okay well, now, now what are they going to do next? Okay, okay, okay. I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. Oh, that's different. You know, and it's yeah. that feeling. So it's not, it wasn't wholly. They, I appreciated the way that they dealt with aging. Mm-hmm. They didn't try to pretend that Han Solo, Leia, and um, Luke were just a few years older. Right. They yeah. just said, hey, these actors are a lot older now. We're just going to fit that into the storyline. Although I do have... Carrie Fisher looks a little... like She looks a little pulled back. Like Her her skin's a little too tight. Yeah. I didn't recognize her at first. I, I didn't. I do have one complaint at, um, uh, at the premiere when... The cardboard cutouts that they had, you know, they had like a stormtrooper and Yoda and Kylo Ren with the mask on. And then they had Rey. And she was like super glamorous. Like, like she just looked so pretty. Not that she doesn't look pretty in the movie, Mm -hmm. but that's not her defining characteristic. And she's dirty like the entire time. So to have her like all soft lit and photoshopped and yeah, and, and just really just gorgeous in the cardboard cutout. I was like, really? Like, she's a female lead. She doesn't have to be glam to be I'll the t- female I'll tell you what, lead. I'll tell you what. She was a hell of a female lead. I'm looking forward to seeing what yeah. they do yeah. with her. Yeah. She did yeah. a good job. Yeah. She did a really good job. Um, Gwendolyn Christie never took her mask off. Yeah. Yeah. Although, looking at her shiny armor, the five o- the local 501st is going to have a heyday. Yeah, chrome Deciding out. who gets to put it... Uh, who gets to spray paint. Do yes, that. Sir. Yeah. Chrome shiny and chrome. Out. Love it. That yeah. Was, that was... Harley Davidson's going to come out with a Star Wars version of the motorcycle. <gasps> That yeah. wouldn't surprise. I, I Disney don't remember the would name probably of that commission but that's probably. What <laughs> I mean, it's, there's every possible Star Wars merchandise available right now. Yeah. I I will say I'm a little like I think it's a little over. Did you see the Did you see the package of um, naval it'll... oranges with that were yes. Star Wars printed? Yeah. I'm like really, really. It doesn't like I love Star Wars. It doesn't have to be on everything. It doesn't have to be on the milk. It doesn't have to be on the oranges. Yeah. That, that, that'll <laughs> calm down in a, in, a, in a month or so. Yeah. Yeah, it's the big it's the big marketing push right now, and then everybody needs to sell oranges these days. It's the season. It is actually. It is. See, you see how this podcast goes. We end up talking about fruit. It's, it's great. We and start off with not? Star Wars, and we're we end topical up with oranges, here. We are you know? topical here. Therefore, <laughs> I geek. We talk about Star Wars and oranges at the same time. Yeah, I I I was pleased. It was it was a good it was a wild ride. I was I was sort of gasping by the time we yeah, left the once theater. Again, yeah, I loved it. Everything about it was great. All the reveals of the old, you know, were were great and and all mm-hmm. of the characters from the new I didn't see enough of the weirdo um animals and stuff though. We got the the squid monsters or whatever they were called that were that Han was transporting. Yeah, yeah. Those were really cool looking. And but the, I was the kind little of callback to Mos Eisley with uh, whatever that planet was. I mean, I think they focused on what they needed to focus on, no, which they, was yeah. satisfying the old story, and introducing moving, you to moving the new it forward. stuff. Yeah, and then making making that bridge. Yeah. And, uh, absolutely, and it was perfectly done. And Solo did it. Yeah, and I think it own. also. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, 
obviously the the original trilogy didn't have as many aliens in it because the special effects just didn't exist back then. And they then. were all humanoid. Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas then the prequel trilogy, you know, for all of its flaws, it was very diverse in the amount of aliens mm-hmm. and creatures because it ha- had the ability at some point. They probably, it was overkill um, yeah. <laughs> to, to make all those. But, um, you know, keeping in mind that the the Empire was a very human-centric uh, mm-hmm. empire and then we're we're now coming out of that and the first order is very is still very human centric which goes back the, to the nazis you're not like us and yeah. so um so yeah i think they had the the alien creatures the but, watering hole had a bunch of them in, yeah sort of in the background and on the side yeah yep. and so it's like we're 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 gaining a little bit more diversity um, coming away from the empire. Um, yeah, that's my two cents. Yeah, on that. I, I, <laughs> I did have one more one more complaint. Is at the end R two was very Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yes. was. Yes, and right. also and was there was no definitive reason for him to have come out of his funk, and that's why I thought again right. that she has to be Luke's son. She Luke's walks daughter. up. Yeah, uh, Luke's daughter. Yes. Well, um, you know. <laughs> Child. She could have been an Olympian. Progeny. Oh. Oh. Now we went in that direction. Okay. Like I said, topical. (laughs) Um, Because she showed up, she arrived in the watering hole, and he he felt it. Wait, was he in the watering hole? No. R2? No, he was on the ship. No, he was 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 with Leia. Yeah, he was at the... Oh, at the... the, He was at the resistance base. Yeah. Um, And so when she arrived, I felt like he felt her presence as, as a part of Luke... And that was what woke him up and said, "Hey, you, you're you're needed again." Um, but you're right; that doesn't change the fact that he just stepped in and saved the day. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, it's like, uh, and as soon as three PO says, "Oh, he probably doesn't have the rest of the map," you're like, "He obviously has the rest of the map." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, I mean, I just like three PO being wrong. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a but red then, arm now. I don't know what it, that was all. The about. first order goes. Well, that we've had dumb. we already have all that information, so they could have found another way to get the information. Right. If, yeah, the well, if they had the most it. of the map. I have so many questions on, about man. this map. Like, <laughs> yeah, why, the map is very. Why did Luke, ma- if he wanted to be a hermit, why did he make a map to, to where himself? He would and like, I don't know that he. I don't it, know that he, he made a map to himself. I want to say, and, and I could have just. This could be me picking so, up something else from from somewhere else. That he went in search of like the first Jedi temple. Yeah. And it's a map to that temple. Like they, well, that's that's where they know. That's yeah, where what, they know he's. He went. So it that's wasn't a map he made. It was just but a map like, that map he to, found. It was a map to where they knew he was going. But like people are killing each other, trying to find this map to find him. You'd think he'd feel that in the force and be like, "Hey guys, stop killing each other." Especially if he's feeling guilty about yeah. all the lives that have been lost. Like, yeah. you know, I, like I, I have also, an issue. Here's most of the map, but not all the map. I'm going to give the key to the map to somebody else that you're right. going to have to go find. Uh, yeah but as a plot device it worked yeah and so i'm good with it yeah i just have questions so many questions yeah (sighs) may 2017 cannot come fast so i think uh we'll go ahead and wrap up here um I think first, first we'll go ahead and, and start with a start a normal our normal wrap up here with a, with a, a plug for. Before we go there, I got one more thing yeah, that okay. a friend just recently turned me on to. I hadn't even had a chance to look it up, but he he called it the machete order of watching the films. I have heard about this. I've never tried it. Yeah, and supposedly it's like the the best way to watch all the movies except for the Phantom Penace. Uh, it leaves that one out <laughs> because let's face it, it has no bearing on anything. <laughs> but it it reveals all of the proper plot points like in the order in, you need in to know good them. order okay as opposed to just watching the you know four five and six and then two and three well we can throw that um, into the show notes because it's what online it, yeah if i remember right it's four five two three six something like that yeah oh yeah, well, yeah we'll see we'll, we'll, or we'll four two mm. i can't two and, remember two and three two and three are together i know that um but yeah i want to I say it's it's four five two three six well yeah we'll look it up and we'll uh We'll we'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, as, as I was saying, so <clears throat> for those of you who have been have been keeping an eye on our Facebook page and our blog posts, 
we do have a discount at the Virginia Air and Space Center. So those of you who are, are Hampton Roads locals, as we are, uh, you can get $2 off tickets using the, the promo code GEEKYODA. All one word. All one word. Uh, and that is good. The entire run of the film at the Air and Space Center. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tracy, that's where you and Kurt uh, both saw it. It was amazing. It is the it is the largest screen in Hampton Roads, the second largest screen in Virginia. Yep. It's um, five stories tall and seven stories wide. Oh, I can't it's wait to go. enormous. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Becky and I and I think her family are uh, we're all planning a trip already mm-hmm. and this is in 3d IMAX guys so it's it's the best to me it's the best experience it's the ultimate Star Wars experience yeah so if you're if you're in the Hampton Roads area and you want and you have not seen the film or you want to see it again make sure you check it out and save yourself a couple of bucks on mm-hmm. um, the best uh, the best way to go see the movie so if you guys uh, if you guys like what we do here and you guys want to see more of what we do Head on over to thereforeigeek.com where you can check out our older podcasts and our blog posts. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram as thereforeigeek. Tracy is at Merry Eyes. You can also find this podcast and other podcasts like it on iTunes and Stitcher. You make sure you rate the, rate and review the podcast. It helps us get get our uh, get our name out there and find other and other people uh, to find it. Uh, and Becky, you now have a blog. Yes, it's called She Geek Diaries. Uh, dot com and i'm also on facebook and twitter and instagram and it's basically just a blog about being a geek girl and or not just a daily kind of thing <laughs> nice so once again i'm andrew i'm tracy i'm kurt and i'm becky and you have been listening to therefore i geek in addition to today's podcast, we also have a couple of clips from our event at the Virginia Air and Space Center that we'd like to share. Hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody. This is Andrew from Therefore I Geek, and we are live at the Virginia Air and Space Center for Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, we're here for the first showing, and we have for both. Had a lot of fun. Tracy is currently passing out uh, some raffle tickets. Got a couple of great giveaways, uh, and we're just we're gonna have some fun. We hope we get some people to talk to them, what they love about the films and, and whatnot. We'll take it from there. But uh, we're looking forward to having a good night. So we're back here with our first uh, guest. So what's your name, man? My name's Jordan. Jordan. So uh, yeah, Jordan, what, uh, what makes you come out uh, for, for Star Wars tonight? The IMAX <laughs> theater. I'm a Star Wars dork. I've grown up with Star Wars. I've been to every single showing since the special edition. So. Very nice. Yeah, you, are, you are in costume. Yes, the, sir. Uh, Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker. I like it. Yeah. Even though I don't, I left my lightsaber. But that's okay. It happens. Oh yeah. So, so what? What is it about Star Wars that that you love so much? I don't know. I just love the science fiction aspect of it. I just love the storyline. I love the originals. So it's just something I've grown up with, and I love the samurai aspect of it. How it was uh, inspired by Kurosawa films. Yeah. I'm a huge cinephile. So. Nice. No, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of the, the Kurosawa's as well. Those are yeah. a lot of good stuff. Oh yeah. So which one's your favorite movie? Empire. Uh, of course. Me too. Me too. Empire. Uh, that's an easy. <laughs> and what are your thoughts on the first, or the, on the prequel? Uh, Where to begin with that hot mess of a trilogy? Oh, God. Even though, I mean, I, it's crazy. A lot of people think I'm probably nuts, but I think the only good thing about it was the stereotypical Chinese viceroy who sounded <laughs> like badly dubbed kung fu movies. True. I will not go in the room with two dead eye. Very <laughs> nice. I've never I've never heard anybody bring that up before. I mean it's pretty obvious, but it is. I yeah. mean they sound like badly dubbed Shaw Brothers flicks. I mean <laughs> Very nice. It's true. So, so how, how much have you been anticipating The Force Awakens? 
It's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a rough week. Uh, it's been an awesome week. I'm just, <laughs> it's been crazy. Just I've been anticipating this thing ever since it's been announced. It's yeah, no, I know the feeling. How far in advance did you get your tickets? As soon as they were available. <laughs> <laughs> First thing. And then, as it should And then be. the internet crashed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love the fact that, that Star Wars broke the internet. That, that gives me great pleasure. Yes, exactly. Hopefully this movie will give me pleasure too. The film that I expect it to be, and I think I have hope in J.J. Abrams. I think he's going to make this a really great film. And from what the reviews have said, I've looked up the reviews. I mean, it's got a 98 on the tomato meter. I mean, come on now, it's the best reviewed Star Wars film. I mean, even higher than Empire. And I, I, even though I don't think it's going to be as good as Empire, but still. <laughs> I have dutifully stayed away from uh, from reviews and spoilers and, any, yeah. and anything. Well, I haven't read any spoilers. I haven't even like really read the reviews. I just saw just looking at the, the percentage. I just saw the numbers. So. Oh, I just noticed your glove. Yeah. Excellent touch. Yeah. Okay, I have to commend yeah. you on I that. I tried to put as much detail into it as possible. <laughs> this Very is the nice. first time I've ever cosplayed Star Wars, which Yay! is nuts. Excellent. But I should have a long time ago since, <laughs> I mean, I've gone to so many anime conventions and whatnot, so. Very nice. Uh, it's a dream come true. Yay. My brother's over there dressed up as Kylo Ren. I was going to say, you're here with a group of friends. Yeah. So, did you guys, like, bond over Star Wars first, or did that come later? Uh, <laughs> just, we all bonded with okay. it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we grew up watching it, and I mean, we watched all sorts of science fiction, anime, you name it. Really big on the Alien trilogy, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, I am as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though I don't know about Prometheus. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. Oh, God, right? <laughs> it actually has been a whole nother podcast. It was yes. a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, like how mysteriously all... Um, Michael Fassbender got a ladder out of nowhere during one scene. I was just like, where did he get that ladder from? <laughs> nice. It was terrible. Uh, well, Jordan, thanks for taking a couple of minutes and uh, coming over and talking with us. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. All right, we're back, and we are uh, fortunate enough to have Bob Griesmer who is the CEO of the Air and Space Center here. So, Bob, thank you very much for letting us come out. Well, thanks for having me here. We're, we've just finished the first show of uh, Star Wars, and um, I sat in the audience myself, and it was extraordinary. I mean, the audience was cheering. Um, the battles were great. The imagery is incredible on this screen that's five stories high and seven stories wide. There's no place to see Star Wars like you're going to see it here at the Virginia Air and Space Center. Uh, and quality image of the IMAX screen was just mind-blowing. That's fantastic, Bob. I really, we, uh, again, so uh, obviously we mentioned you're here for the Air and Space Center. So uh, tell us a little bit about the Air and Space Center. What do you guys, what's your mission here? What do you guys are doing? Well, our mission, you know, we're also the NASA uh, Langley Visitor Center. Um, they're about to celebrate 100 years of uh, incredible research and scientific research in the fields of aviation. Um, they were the NACA, the National Association, Civil Association, um, when they first were given birth to and changed over to the acronym that we know as NASA today, um, the National Aviation and Space um, Association. Um, and we are... Um, uh, we are the proud uh, visitor center of that institution. And well, when you walk through the Virginia Air and Space through this nine-story glass structure, um, you're 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 impressed with the canopy of of aircraft from the Army and the Air Force and the Navy um, that we have hanging at, uh, from the girders. Um, we also have some incredible other exhibits. We're the only institution um, in the world that has all four. NASA space capsules, the Mercury, the Gemini, the Apollo, which actually went to the moon, and now the new Orion, which will carry us on to Mars. We have the largest moon rock on display. We have a new exhibit called Solarium, where we take you into a room with three walls and the digital sounds of the sun. You listen to the heartbeat of the sun and see it like you've never seen before. 
And for the little ones, we have engineering, engineering and imagination playground. And for schools, we have a robotics laboratory. We have great films in the new IMAX, um, the new IMAX screen that are documentary films on robotics 3D. Uh, Mysteries of the Unseen World will take you to the microscopic nano world uh, with other images that you'll never see, a great national geographic production. And lastly, um, uh, we have Journey to Space, which is the story of, of how we will land in 20 years, 25 years from now, uh, the first men and women on the planet Mars. That's all, that's all really exciting, really fascinating stuff, Bob. Well, again, thank you for coming out. Thank you for letting us come out. And uh, thank you for, for talking with us for a minute. We really appreciate it, Bob. And thank you for having us and everybody that's listening to this. If you really want to have a truly an amazing experience, you're never going to experience Star Wars on a screen five story, stories high in digital uh, detail and seven stories wide like you will at the Virginia Air and Space Center. Biggest, biggest, biggest screen in Hampton Roads, folks. Thank you, Bob. Thank you.